who left the fridge open. Hello everyone and happy day that ends in Y to you. This is episode 4 of No Brains No Headache Podcast. I am your host Jordan and I will be joined shortly with my co-host Matt. On today's show we got some sports news. We will be talking about a little of the NFL as well as the MLB very briefly. We have Criminal of the Week. No, it is not me, but Matt has a few people lined up for that. I will tell you a recap and review of some television shows I watched recently. We have Cleary's comments as well. We'll see what I agree, disagree, or question this week. We will do the first ever Olympics of dipping sauces on No Brains, No Headache podcast. We will have four of our best dipping sauces in our opinion. We'll explain that more. We also have an interview this week. It was a lot of fun. It is with somebody very close to the show, so I'm excited for that. Let's get to it. All right, we now welcome on another edition of Criminal of the Week. This week, we go deep dive through a former high school athlete who really didn't go to college. So this is, I wouldn't have done it if it wouldn't have been a great story. Is this a juvenile? No, he's 21. Okay. The former track and football star out of, I don't want to mess up the name, it's like Lagrange something Illinois. We're just going to say Chicago. The title of the article is, Ex-Athlete Arrested in Road Rage Case. So here we go. We start out, he is driving side-by-side with a guy who they're yelling at each other. Next thing comes, he throws a Gatorade bottle out of his car at this other driver. They stop and get out of their car. They yell at each other. The young man named Riley, last name redacted. I feel like I'm there now. Gets back into his minivan, a 2006 Grand Caravan. Now that's a detail and a story right there. Drives and hits the kid with the car. They bolt out of the car. Effective weapon. This this is where it gets good. Oh, this is where it gets good. He drove around with the kid on the hood of his Grand Caravan for three blocks. Oh my goodness. And people were videoing him. He's just driving around. And finally bucked off the kid. Gets arrested, turns out he was just blind drunk, driving around with a kid on the hood of his car. I mean, if I was blind drunk driving around, I'd think I'm seeing shit if there's somebody on my car, but then again, I wouldn't use a Gatorade bottle to incite violence. That's just not my style. I'd use a Powerade bottle. Well, I mean, he got charged with assault, battery, DUI... And then they threw reckless driving in there. Like, well, if you got assault battery, yeah, there's reckless driving for yeah, 20 I mean, hours of community service. You're just hitting for the cycle there. I mean, if you're going to get arrested, go big. You know, you have 24 hours where you can break those laws again. They can't do anything, I think. I was pre-law ones, so. You were not pre-law okay. ones. Okay, I was not pre-law. The fact that you went to college is nothing short of a miracle. You know, they're pretty lenient these days. The classes are pretty easy. Uh, Marketing degree from UND. You know, it's not exactly the Nobel Peace Prize. Okay. Yeah, thank you. On to the next. Yep. You? Oh, yeah. So, we're going to get into some sporting news. This was meant to be a sports podcast. Oh, wait, wait. I have a criminal of the week. You do? It's just a nugget. Okay. Uh, Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I literally saw this as a tweet earlier All I'm going to do is read the tweet, okay? There was a report this morning that U.S. Marshals and the Drug Enforcement Agency 
seized guns from the Ohio home of hashtag Raiders rookie running back Lynn Bowden. The team says they're aware of the situation and won't comment further. Bowden's mother tweeted that her son was not arrested. So that's where we're at with that. I did not look any deeper than that, so don't ask. That's my nugget. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I didn't expect it. I mean, his mom tweeted, so clearly he wasn't arrested. Imagine if Jane had a Twitter. She would be dynamite. I'd follow her. She'd have more followers than us on Twitter. (laughs) Fuck. All right, moving on. This week I heard on the radio twice as I was going to work that Dalvin Cook is not going to report unless he gets an extension or new contract. Thoughts? Yeah, uh, I was afraid of this, but I swear I've had this conversation with people before where we're like, we were both in agreement. obviously Vikings fans, that, well, he's not that greedy. He really hasn't, like, he had a great season last year, but he's been injury riddled. He hasn't really put together, like, a full great season. 1,600 yards last year in, thir- I get that. in 13 games. I get that, but where's the longevity? You know, you got a couple injuries earlier in your career as a running back. Where's the longevity? But here's here's where I'll... Like, you I'll, need to prove that you're... Here's where, where, where I'll back you. His backup, what is it, Madsen? Alexander Madison out of Boise State. He averaged 4.6 yards a carry. He was one of the better... More, than, da- more than Dalvin Cook, granted, it was one more, but still, like, you got a solid backup, so I don't know where Dalvin's coming from. I mean, the Vikes have so much money... Tied up in... It's like they. It's like he doesn't realize that he's the next to get the payday. Like, he's a moron. He's gonna get the payday. He's the next on the list. Like, they traded Diggs away. They're clearly going back to a power run style. And they're probably gonna run, like, two tight end sets a lot. Well, And, and try to pass it. And that's out. what I don't get is it's like a Le'Veon Bell kind of situation. Yeah, you can go somewhere else and get paid. But you're gonna play for the Jets. You're going to play for the Jaguars. You're going to play for a team that just has no no ambition to even win. Well, and it's just everybody's so selfish now and fucking greedy that there's no, like, team sense to it anymore. Like, I do like Delvin, so I hope they can work something out, but I wish the Vikings had the cock and balls to say, oh, you don't like it? Well, get fucking lost because we're trying to do something here. We're trying to build something here, and I'm sorry that doesn't meet your needs and demands, but... You know, we're trying to win a championship here, and you're just fucking causing this drama and asking for more money right now when you knew you were going to get it next year, right? Was was Delvin not in line? If he had a good year this year, he was going to get paid next year. Oh, absolutely. He was going to get paid or extension. Yeah, and he'll like, probably get paid more next year if he does well, performs. But the Vikings did handcuff themselves by Kirk Cousins, $150 million the next four years. It's that's the quarterback market, dude. That's how it works. For like, Kirk I, Cousins, I will, dude. We the Vikings fan base has watched insufferable quarterbacks for like over ten years. I am satisfied with Kirk Cousins. Like I'm happy to have him because I don't have a headache every week of like my shitty quarterback. Going you guys out. started. In a playoff game. You have Teddy Bridgewater for the Panthers, so should we talk about that? I like to call him Teddy Checkdown. He's a fucking idiot. He was terrible. He shouldn't be in the league. He got lucky. I'm sensing a bet coming on. Yeah, let's Carolina Panthers have more wins than the Vikings this year. Really? Yep. 
The look on your face says you want to rethink that bet. Nope, so I'm, I'm all in. I said it. Do you want to rethink it? Like, we could get it more interesting. Teddy Ridgewater versus Kirk Cousins? Because I think that's what the real debate here is. I have... That we quickly turned it into. We'll come up with a bet next week, and then we'll go into it more next week. All right. I'm, I'm thinking we stick with the Teddy versus Kirk Cousins. I know. But to wrap things up on that topic, I just wish Delvin didn't put the Vikings in this position. He was clearly... Go ahead, Matt. He was clearly the next in line to get paid. They're going to base their offense around him. I get there is an injury risk factor, but it's not like you're not going to make any money like at all going forward if you had a shitty year or not live up to the expectation. Like You're still going to make your money. Why don't you be part of a fucking team and try to win a Super Bowl? Imagine how much you're going to get paid if you win a Super Bowl. I feel like players sometimes lose vision of like what the real purpose is. Yeah, you got to get paid, get that bread, take care of your family, but you got to be part of the program to win a Super Bowl. I'm hungry for a Super Bowl. So quite frankly, if any, nobody's on board to be a part of that with the Vikings, like they can fuck off. So my stance right now is Delvin can fuck off until we get it figured out, and if we can both come to some fair agreement, then I agree, but try and win a fucking Super Bowl. So uh, The next thing we're going into is we're going to do NHL, NBA they're definitely coming back, but frankly, it's just not a lot to talk about. What there is a lot to talk about is the MLB. All I have in my notes is three words. MLB is doomed. I know you have some more on the topic. What do you got to say? Well, do you want to elaborate on your MLB is doomed? Do you have well, anything to back See, that I up? think that they're just going back. I think the players, they propose something to the league, the owners, the commissioner, and he basically said, this is so bad, we aren't even going to counter. So, I mean, it's at this point, they're at a standstill. Like what? Basically, what I was reading is what you just said, and apparently to give a scale of like how far they are apart, it's like $96 million apart on an agreement. So, a little bit of change. Um, so, I think, obviously, they're going to have a reduced season regarding fucking June with no baseball. Like, the last deal, I think they're, the players were guaranteed 75% of their prorated salaries. And I think the players were okay with a prorated salary, but then the owners came back and they're like, oh, no, just kidding. We're going to go less than that. And apparently the commish, uh, Manfred, he can just go ahead and like do a 50-game uh, schedule if he wants without the player's permission, but then at that point... I'm sure some of the bigger names, the world we live in now, people are going to be like, fuck that, I'm going to sit out, I'm not playing. Blah, blah. Well, in, in the MLB's defense, they're not going to have like all the revenue that comes with fans because they're going to have either no fans or very limited. And when you don't have fans, you don't have Matt and Jordan in Wrigley Field. What were we, left center? Right center? Left center? Left center. Left center, buying 16 beers each in a game. We did buy a lot of beer. I mean, that's got to be such a big revenue, like for people. Like even tickets. Tickets were like not even that. It's like fifty bucks a piece, but for like Wrigley Field, the bleach, and it was the most fun I've had. Like, to put it in perspective, when we were planning the trip to Wrigley, we each put aside five hundred dollars for booze. This was a two-day trip, people. So, and I think the first day, I think I probably spent. 175 200 bucks on booze 
I'm just glad we didn't get deadly sunburned on the first day. It was it was us versus the sun. I did wear long sleeves in the outfield in the sun. But the MLB, I have no fucking clue. We'll give you updates as we go. To be honest, these first couple weeks, we're just going to go with the flow and talk about what we want to talk about since there are no sports. We're making do just like everybody else, Matthew. I got two more sports oh, snippets. I apologize. Go ahead. Um, the first one was Luke Keekley, my favorite player who retired. When he retired, Matt did what Matt does, got blackout drunk. <laughs> Luke Keekley is now a pro scout with the Panthers. And all I have in my notes is I'm hoping one of his duties as a pro scout is to start at middle linebacker for the Panthers. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's a loophole that if they really need him and he's just got the itch to come out and play, he can. I mean, it's scout. it's good for him. He said, like, he, he doesn't want to let his teammates down. He just can't be at the level he was at. But even if he's at half the level he's at, he's still a top five linebacker in the league. Uh, the other sports thing I had was, I don't want to get into what was done, what was said, but Drew Brees is somehow the dumbest quarterback on his team. Jameis Winston is on his team. Okay, I see I see what you did there. Jameis Winston, this week, like, after I had wrote this note down, went back and said, I'm not going to say it, but I'm historically one of the best quarterbacks in history. He threw 30. Three zero interceptions last year. That's not good. Historically, he was one of the shittiest quarterbacks. Granted, he had unreal numbers, like on the if you take away the turnovers, but Jameis is like, okay, Jameis, just be quiet. You're making a million dollars a year after you said you want thirty million dollars a year. He did a smart thing. I'm gonna go to the Saints. I can take over for Drew Brees. I can learn. I'm like, oh, Jameis is back. Then he's dodging like a giant ball. Like, that's not Defenders don't come, like, out of space. They're not jumping out of helicopters. And, like, all the antics that were done at Florida State. Okay, maybe Jameis Winston's turning a corner. Okay, and then he, like, does this. And then Drew Brees does this. It's So you're saying the Saints have an illiterate quarterback room? I don't even know where to go with it. I mean, they have Taysom Hill. Are they illiterate, yes or no? Jameis is. Okay. And that's about all I have to say with that. Well, they have Taysom Hill in their quarterback room. Quarterback, special teams player of the year. You know who? I'm else just kidding. I have no idea if that's You know who else threw a lot of interceptions? Brett Favre, and you know he's in the Hall of Fame. I think. So he also played for like 22 years. Well, you know, Jameis, Brett Favre, we all make mistakes. Yeah, let's get into our new segment. I have it written down as Jordan watches TV. So, yes. So let me hear it. So, like the rest of the world, I watch television. I've been watching some pretty interesting stuff lately, so I figured I would do a segment on it. It's basically just a recap and review of what I watch. So basically one night I was laying in bed, it was about midnight. I just wanted to watch like a quick show and then go to bed. So I was on Netflix and I clicked on Rust Valley Restorers. Now this show is about a guy named Mike Hall. He's a hardcore Canadian dude. He's got dreads. So he's amassed over 400 classic cars over 40 years in his lot. It's in British Columbia and it's called Rust Valley because it's like between the desert and the mountains and the air is really dry so it helps preserve um, all of the cars that he has. 
And the idea is that he restores all these cars that's just sitting on his lot, make big bucks. He opened up a shop. It's also called Rust Bros. I just don't trust any company with the word bros in it. Maybe that's just a personal opinion, but uh, he did it with his son, Connor, and his best friend, and the best character of the show, Avery. I showed Matt Avery prior to recording. Who does he look like? It's like a combination of, like, Danny DeVito with long hair. Yeah. And, like... Canadian. Yeah, just outrageous looking. And the way he sounds is even better. Well, honestly, like, that's what I have here is the most entertaining part is the Canadian lingo. So we'll get to that. So he built a $300,000 shop. He had, like, a construction company before. He was a professional, like, climber. He's got dread, so I'm sure he surfed at some point. Built this $300,000 shop. He spent $2 million in, like, other things. I'm sure these cars, parts, marketing, whatever it may be. And and literally in the first two minutes of the show, his friends claim he's never been under budget before. So this is just setting up for, like, failure. It's like, yeah, this guy's got $2 million with these random fucking cars. Doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. He always wants a quick and cheap job, but it never happens because basically they like, go out to the pasture, pick out a car, and then it's a fucking nightmare because it's an old shitty car that's been sitting there and they have to make it look pristine. Six minutes into the pilot episode, they have a mortar on fire. I showed you that scene earlier. That's, that's always good to see. As I said, the most entertaining part is all the Canadian words. So I'm going to try my best to keep a straight face here and not laugh through this whole segment, but no promises. <laughs> so Matt, I'm just going to say a couple Canadian words before I get into my Canadian dialogue. All I want you to guess is the English translation. Simple enough? Let's hear about it. Okay, the very first word is garage. Garage. Yep, that's correct. That's how the British people say it. The garage. The garage. It, yep. just, it sounds funny. The next word is project. Project. <laughs> worming. Wor- worming? Worming. Wording, maybe? I don't know. Warming. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Tomorrow? Tomorrow. <laughs> loony? Toony? That's money. Yes. Based on the Looney Tunes. So I've, I basically took all the best Canadian lingo... And I wrote out some dialogue. So without further ado, here is my Canadian impression. Matt, please help me keep a straight face here. I'll just grab another beer and turn around. Yeah, no, that's probably for the best. All right, you ready? Hit. Holy shit, eh? What do you think about this car in this garage? I was thinking we could start on that project tomorrow and possibly make some money. And when we send it out the door, if we jazz it up a bit, eh? You know, if you start warming up to the customers more, they may get with the program and throw a couple extra loonies and toonies your way, eh? If they get mad at your progress, you can always say, oops, sorry about that, and move on to the next one, eh? Thoughts on that? I'm impressed. <laughs> I've lost it. So another thing about Rust Valley Restores is Mike is a terrible negotiator. He always wants a certain amount, and they counter with a certain amount, and he always settles for way less. So I have two examples. If you need to learn how to negotiate, watch this show, because it's how not to negotiate. Be good sales experience for anybody out there. So in the first swap meet, 
He brings a car to the show and he wants $25,000. Okay? You got that in your head, Matt? $25,000. Dollars? Well, let's just say dollars. It could be... It, it is Canadian. Let's just say twenty five k. I don't know what the fucking conversion is, and it's I'm like not going to do it. $2,800. 25K. <laughs> 25K for this first car at the swap meet. He says he'll settle for 20K. Do you want to know? Want to guess what he ends up getting for it? Seventeen five. He ends up getting 10K cash and trades for more, like, junk. Like, it's a bunch of parts, but he's got a field of 400 vehicles that have parts. And it's Rust Valley. Like, this place is just full of car dealerships and classic car builders. So, in every show, they, like, basically pick a car from his past year, restore it, and sell it. So they had this Swinger Dart. I don't know cars that well, but it's a great show for that. When he restores it, he wants 30K for it. Okay, Matt? You got that in your head? 30K. $30,000, let's say. His neighbor... Apparently, I think everybody's your fucking neighbor in Rust Valley, but his neighbor comes over, takes it for a test drive. Mike says, I want 30K for this, but for you, I'll do 25K. So without doing anything, he takes up 5K. That's, that's, what, I was, that's what I was going to say. Like Maybe if you get 25000 for it, you'd be like, okay, that's pretty good. Oh, we're not done. Then all his neighbor asks is, what do you have to get out of it? Meaning, like, what's your bottom line? He says 20K and sells it like that without batting an eye. So he went from 30K to 20K, and all this guy did was ask one question. Now, I know it's a TV show, but it's absolutely ridiculous how this guy negotiates. Yeah, he didn't even counter once, and he took 10K off the price. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, just take a play out of your playbook, and uh, you bought a trailer today and saved how much money? I don't know if I saved any money, but I saved negative $1,700. That's how much I saved. But on the spare tire? Oh, yeah. The guy was trying to, you know, kick me around a little bit, and I didn't take his his bowling at all. So let's just say I got a $115 tire for 80 bucks. So $35 in the pocket minus the $1,700. I don't know the math. You do it. On to the next. But the funny part about the show is, and I'll wrap it up, anytime Mike asks someone to drive, whether it's a customer or one of his employees, he always says, take it easy. And then everybody fucking just rips on the gas pedal and just tears up his brand new tires and it just goes insane. And then one of the funniest sayings I've ever heard before, uh, it's not really Canadian, but he says, like, we need to get it gone or whatever he uses the word gone. He says, Gone, he says, Gandhi like Mahatma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just spit beer all over myself. Yeah, so now we have beer all over. I was up at the lake cabin and there's just random TV shows up there. And so this was on the H and I network. I'm familiar. Are you actually? No! <laughs> okay, well, why it caught my eye is they spell it out. So it's H-A-N-D-I Network. It's the Handy Network. So naturally, I was intrigued. They were playing the show Nash Bridges, 80s, maybe 90s show. They have a guy named Don Johnson on there. He's a real baller. Uh, Cheech from Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Ringing any bells. And the manager for Major League. 
Yeah, he plays clueless old guy who just, like, he's like an infomercial actor where he just gets in the most ridiculous scenarios like he doesn't have a brain. Uh, Ron Jeremy makes a cameo, if you know who that is. But yeah, they're basically two detectives for a made-up organization. Their office is, like, on the ocean, and there's no roof, apparently. They, I don't know. It's 90s stuff. Um, Don Johnson seems like he's a womanizer, as well as a crooked cop. And yeah, it's basically just a huge hit of nostalgia. It epitomizes the 90s and a B-grade TV show. So. Well, have you seen the movie The Wedding Singer? Of course. When the guy that's the asshole fiancé... Don Johnson's like a saying when she says the the stewardess comes she's like some asshole back in coach just asked me if I wanted to be Don Johnson and join the Mile High Club. My question is why would you name your kid Don Johnson? I mean, you throw a G on there and you got Don Johnson. Yeah, you, you never know what kind of bullying you can subject yourself to if you name your kid Don Johnson, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, I just wanted to share it mainly because it's on the Handy Network, and I just think that's hilarious. Fuck. Why don't we get ourselves into a little bit of trivia, Matt? Time for trivia, let's get it on. Alright, Jordan, after last week, I was a little upset. Yes, you were. This week... I kept to sports because I'm nice. I didn't study at all. So. And I kept it to Vikings. I didn't study that at all. I have one, two, three, four, five. Five questions. The over-under is at two. I expect you to get the over. I'm going to take even. Okay, I like it. We're going to have some noises too. This when you get it wrong. Classic. And let's go with this when you get it right. Why'd yeah. that go so long? Okay. All right, getting on with it. Before joining NFC South in 2002, the Minnesota Vikings played in what division? Do I need the conference with it or just like the geographical? I'll go. It's NFC. Central. Right, they played the Browns. Second question. Before his in... I was going to say industrial. I don't think of a word, but... Before his awesome career at Marshall, Randy Moss redshirted at what college before being kicked off the team? Okay, I'm going to take the over of two because the answer is Florida State. Third question. I hate you. What? Incorrect. That is correct. What team did Randy Moss play for in his last season in the NFL? Randy Moss, in his last season, he played for the Tennessee Titans. Final answer. San Francisco 49ers? Correct. Damn! It was between the Titans and the 49ers. Good question. All right. Two for three. Where did Chris Carter go to college? Oh, I knew this was going to be a question, and I didn't fucking look it up. Is it Syracuse by any chance? Wide receiver you. Ohio State. Oh, yep. I knew that. Sorry, Chris Carter. Sorry, Vikings fans. Another Chris Carter question. I knew you were going to ask me Chris Carter's college, and I refused to look it up. <laughs> 
Where did Chris Carter play his first four years in the NFL before going to the Vikings? Philadelphia Eagles. All right, that's what we have for trivia this week. What did I, how did I do? Three or four? Three, three, or five. three, three or five. The over. I'll take it. All right, Matt. Thank you for trivia. Are you ready to get in some Cleary's comments? I'm pretty excited. This week is about the same as last week. It's I, I see some things I like. I see some things I think about, and I put it down. You're only human, Matt. This one was today because we did an interview last night, and this interview you were going to want to buckle up for because it is hilarious. Jordan does all the editing of the podcast, and it shouldn't be this hard for me to not say things that we should edit out. And they're not like bad things. It's just like dumb things that I that I say. I'm just like, that shouldn't happen. But what's the kicker? I still say them. Is that a Cleary's comment? Yeah. That you say things that you shouldn't? And it's not even like bad things. It's not like, it's just things that like don't need to be said, but I just huck them out there and whatever sticks we go with. You know, sometimes you just got to throw it out there, see how it feels, see if it, you know, comes back to you and go with it. And this one I'm sure you saw. Um, I saw it on Twitter and I, this is the headline of a San Francisco news, not newspaper, but public news publication. The Bay Area saw no new COVID-19 deaths today for the first time in three weeks, comma, a local bartender and spirits maker was arrested on child porn charges, comma, and the Richmond man found eating his dead grandma was charged with her murder. Well, that's San Francisco for you. I mean, oh, that's just another day. A lot to unpack in that. He- I don't think you need to write an article. You can just have that headline and be like, okay, I got it. You'll get all the clicks you need. You're, yeah, you're correct. You don't even need to write an article with that headline. It's going to be clickbait central. I agree with that, Cleary's comment. And the other one I had was, I don't know if you remember this, but when our old podcast, Blurred Vision Sports Talk. Don't we, remember it. We used to tweet a lot of dumb things. And at one point, we had our account was just bombarded with Blue Jays fans oh, yeah. that kept commenting on our on our, I think you said something about the Blue Jays in Canada or something, and it just like spiraled. Like there were guys like coming at us and like, we have fifty followers. Why? Well, I really hope that some Canadian filmmakers call me for an audition after my Canadian impression earlier. What's the Cleary comment? I don't know. I was just thinking if did you remember that? I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, kind of. Not really. We got really, really drunk for that one. Speaking of getting really drunk, this is my next Cleary's comment. We need to stop drinking vodka before, during, and after our show because I hate having to Jordan flu game my way through the first half of my work day the next day. All I have to say is... And... and Meaning I could not agree more with that Cleary's comment. For the record, we've kept it to bush light this week. No vodka. My next clear... God fucking damn it. Stop fucking... Stop hitting the fucking button. Quit swearing. Don't hit the button. 
Alright, this one's about Jordan. I already said he's an asshole, so I can't use that as another comment. And I agreed. So Jordan yeah. said the phrase, it's bomb, last week. I did. I did use the word, it, the word it's bomb. You're very bomb. Look at me, I said it's bomb, man. What other things should make a comeback? Off the chain. Off the chain. Wood panel vans. No. Off the chain. Just the same. That's off the chain, brother. No wood panel vans. Just the same. Off the chain. What about the fist bump? That's already... It's an elbow bump now. Because of fucking... a A hoax of a pandemic. And this was my big one. The Domino's... 555 deal. What is the fight? It's all three pizzas for $5 each? each? Yeah, it was like 555. Domino's 555. Or $5 foot long. Now it's like you get a foot long, it's like 11 bucks. And it's not a foot long. And it's not as good. No, Subway sucks. Also yeah. known as Scrubway. We should really blurt out that Subway comment. Mm-hmm. but. And the last one I have, this one just kind of came to me. I think the NBA should get rid of the three point line. I'm gonna disagree heavily with you. I mean, the NBA. The NBA used to be the tallest players, the best. I think it still be still be that way. I I'm gonna change my stance on this Cleary's comment. I'm gonna agree with you, only because the NBA is full of no ball pussy losers now who don't know how to play. They can just fling up a rock from thirty feet out. Is that everything for Cleary's comments? Yeah, and because I just hate that James Harden just keeps coming up the floor and throwing it, and they're like, oh, he averaged 30 points this year. Yeah, I know. Just drink your beer, take a deep breath, we'll get through this. Well, that's the end of Cleary's comments. I would like to announce my new segment, which we'll be taking over for Cleary's comments, also known as Weichel's Words. It's not taking over. Okay. It's really not. It's just a supplement, and it's just my thoughts that I have and wrote down. So I promised Matt a butt chug before this if my next sentence doesn't make him laugh. Matt, are you ready? Yeah. Mike Donnelly is an agile running back that can juke you out of your socks. Who's Mike Donnelly? Chris Farley's character. Oh, God! (laughs) Chris Farley's character. Oh, losers take the walk! (laughs) Yeah, I watched Black Sheep recently and that Scene where he's playing football with all those kids. Granted, it's like a 300-pound grown man playing football with kids. He can move pretty quick. He does, you can see clearly in the movie, he does like a hezzy hay. And it's just, I would have fallen over, ankles broken. So that's my one Weichel's words. The other one I, I kind of want to talk about a little bit. I've been doing this weird thing lately. And I don't know if it's one of two things. But I've been unpacking right after like a vacation or like a trip or like a weekend gone where I have excess laundry and like things packed in a bag like right when I get back like I unpack thoughts on that I do that I well I usually take everything out throw it into a pile and it sits there for a while yeah see and most people I feel like the thing is you know open your suitcase or your bag like get the stuff you need your phone charger your toothbrush get my vomit soaked jacket out of there yeah you know whatever it may be most people then they just let that sit there for a while like I feel like it's unnormal for me to like unpack all my laundry like put everything back to where it was I even put the bag away 
Am I just, am I a serial killer and I don't know it yet, or am I just getting old? No, I think you're growing up. That's good. Oh God, I'd rather be the first one. All right, let's get into a segment that I am excited about. This was Cleary's idea, so if it bombs, good word. If it bombs, blame him. It's called the Olympics. So we did our top four things, and I was thinking other podcasts have Mount Rushmores, and oh, we're gonna do our top five. I want to do the Olympics. So what we're gonna do is. Lost in the medal round, bronze, silver, gold. Meaning we can have the same ones in the same spots or the same ones in different spots. And this week it is going to be the Olympics of dipping sauces. Now I had like one, I picked out one that like barely makes the Olympics of dipping sauces. Let's get to that after we do ours. No, I think this has to go first because it's like a team like... When, like, a country like Latvia or Algeria makes it, just gets the doors blown off of them. I think that yellow mustard is that of dipping sauces. So I took a different approach. Mine are just, like, basically ranked, like, one through six, and they fall accordingly. So one of mine was hot sauce. Whether it's Cholula or Frank's Red Hot... One of mine that lost before the medal round, right? That's where we're at. Yeah. An honorable mention, if you will. A okay. consolation prize, if you will. Just to get I just thought I, I grabbed one that I just hate. Yellow okay. I don't hate hot sauce. I went with different approach. Okay, yeah. See, mine was like... You, you want to know what mine is, though? Now that you mention it? And if you like this, get the fuck out of the room immediately. Tartar sauce. Oh, yeah, that... That doesn't even make the Olympics. Tartar sauce, yeah. Tartar sauce was like North Korea. They were banned. Nobody's allowed. Tartar sauce is like when they put it on your filet fish you leave the drive-thru, you get out of your car, and you huck that bitch back into the McDonald's and never go back. I was going to say, you get on your car, you hammer the gas pedal, you find the closest oncoming traffic... (laughs) And just never remember McDonald's again. Okay, let's get into our medal round. Okay, so this is lost in the medal round. This is like Heart- after bronze. Yeah, yeah, it's heartbreaking. You didn't win the medal. You want me to go? Yeah. Okay, for my lost in the medal round, shout out to all of you North Dakotans out in Fargo and Grand Forks. My lost in the medal round is... Red pepper white sauce. Have you ever been to red pepper? Yes, that is fantastic. See, I knew that we were going to have some things that I know that each one of us forgot about. And it's like, oh shit, that should have been my silver. That should have been my gold. And I know there's going to be some of that. So that's kind of what I was going for with the Olympics. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know red pepper, it's an excellent uh, small restaurant chain in Grand Forks and Fargo. They do like grinders tacos, uh, cheese tostadas, it's delicious, and they have this white sauce, it's it's not ranch, it's not mayo, it's like a mix of the two with like a little bit of spice in there as well. It's kind of like the Chick-fil-A sauces. To, yeah, you don't yeah. really know what it is, but it's just like a good sauce, it is, it's white sauce, so it is like, it looks like mayo and ranch, but it's not, it's got a little spice. Matt, what is your lost in the middle round? I think it's going to make you mad, but it's maple syrup. No, why would that make me mad? I oh, I just syrup. I was just thinking you weren't gonna say that's not a dipping sauce, but French toast sticks. I just had French toast this last weekend. Oh, so due to recency bias, you're in luck. <laughs> uh, dipping sausage in it, 
mm. all day. I didn't even like until like four years ago. I didn't realize McDonald's made basically syrup things that they make their like barbecue shit in, right? Oh yeah, I, don't, I never get McDonald's breakfast. Me neither. Who gets it, McDonald's breakfast pancakes? How cool is it if to have a little fucking? It's like going to Red Lobster and getting a burger. Yeah, you just don't do that. Yeah. All right, who do you got for the bronze? So for my bronze round, Matt and I had a little confusion before this. Like we were going with, which is shocking because we're usually all together. Yeah, we prepare all week for this. You know, sunrise till sundown. Um, so I went with a, like a little more brand related. So my bronze medal is Chick Fil A sauce. Matt, have you had Chick Fil A often, or where do you stand on that? I've never had Chick Fil A. Really, I've, I've heard it's unreal. I know it's this may, is this it's, is breaking no brains no headache podcast news right now. I know how to make it though. It's, you know how to make Chick Fil A. Yeah, it's three parts mayo, one part barbecue. One part mustard. You said you knew how to make Chick Fil A. This is the sauce. Yeah. How, how, can, how can you make a restaurant? I'm sure there's a self help book out there that would help you with that. So you've never had Chick Fil A sauce or Chick Fil A at all. No. But you know how to make the sauce. Yeah. That is pretty crazy, dude. That's like blowing my mind right now. It's no, I love Chick Fil A sauce. You get the chicken sandwich. They ask you if you want Chick-fil-A sauce. you got to be a fucking idiot to say no. Make sure you get two, maybe get three, maybe get four. You can dip your fries in there. The waffle fries, they're delicious. And yeah, you smother it all over your chicken sandwich, and it's awesome. Who do you have for your bronze? I got spicy ketchup. Spicy ketchup is basically ketchup with a ton of pepper in it. And it was made prominent to me through the pitch here in Bismarck. They made a special sauce for you. No, they didn't make it for me. But That's it what you just said. I'm just taking your words at face value, Matt. Which you should never do. Okay, clearly. Grain of salt. Noted. But spicy ketchup, it's versatile. You can have it on burgers, chicken. What would be a good name for spicy ketchup besides spicy ketchup? I feel like that's boring. Hot ketchup? No, no. Okay, you can't use any of the... You can't use spicy or ketchup. I want a name for it, and I want it now. Lava sauce. Ooh. I don't know if this is dark. I was thinking, like, goat's blood. Is okay. that is that dark? I like lava sauce, though. Yeah, that's about all I got, though. For spicy ketchup or for the whole segment? No, I, I came with the silver and gold. Jordan, this is why we need to drink more before, because we get too stressed and we think about it too much. Okay, well, I'm drinking. Okay, for my silver round... Like I said, I went a lot more brand-based, like a specific type. I went with, for my silver round, McDonald's barbecue sauce. I just, I love it. If I get a little chicken nugget action, I just, I get like three of them. You can never smother enough barbecue sauce on it. I do like other barbecue sauces, but I like, I just, they're just perfect. They're the perfect little tang. They're delicious. You can dip your fries in there. Uh, I mean, me and you are on the same page, because my silver medal is... Honey barbecue. Okay. Yeah, so you went with a more generic, like, just the I sauce. mean, I've had bad honey barbecue, but the good honey barbecue is light years ahead of, like, anything you'll have on wings. On a burger, it's awesome. Pork chops. 
Yeah, one, one of the ones I was thinking when I was making this list is Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue. Mainly just because there's so many different flavor options. And even just their original barbecue sauce is delicious. Well, I, I hope this isn't your number one, but Sweet and Sour from Clear there. McDonald's. I think it's overrated. Do you? I, I used to love it, and then I kind of got away from it. Yeah, I just... That's like... I was texting Joe last night. Plot twist. He's coming up here soon. But he was... I asked him, like, what do you think the best dipping sauce is? And that's what he said. And I said, that's grossly overrated. And then he responded with, and I quote, you're grossly overrated. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody has a good point there. And I respect everybody's hot takes. My turn for gold? Yeah, give it to me. So, for the Jordan Weichel No Brains No Headache podcast, Olympics of Dipping Sauces, the gold medal goes to Dan Supermarket Ranch. It is the creamiest, it is the most delicious, it is an orgasm in your mouth. You can put it on ice cream, you can put it on carrots, you can put it on cucumbers, you can put it on chicken wings, you can put it on cheeseburgers, you put it on the end of your finger and lick it off. You want to get a little sensual, put it on your girl's nipples and lick it off. You can literally do anything with Dan's Supermarket Ranch. Anybody outside of North Dakota or in a location where they don't have Dan's, I feel sorry for you. Sad part is, there is a catch. It is expensive as shit. They know how good it is. You can't get enough of it. Literally anything. Pizza. Pineapple. Put a little in your beer and swish it around. You know, dip your chicken wings in there, like I just said earlier. Literally put it on anything. I mean, multiple things you've said there. I would never put ranch in. Well, you have Starting... you had Dan's Supermarket Ranch? Yes, I have. Starting, Starting with ice cream never and did. followed by mixing in with your beer, you fucking moron. You've never put ranch in your beer? Who the fuck would do that? I mean, not me, but like that's how good it is. I would put it in my beer and drink it, and it'd make it better. God... Damn it. Why are you always so upset at you ask me to do these things and I do them? Dan Supermarket. No, it's right? not it's not the things and you actually, it's not on. the things you name no, it's not the things you name, it's the things you say after you name the thing. Well this is no brains no headache podcast, Matt. So you don't have a goddamn brain. That's why it's called No Brains No Headache. Get with the program, okay? Okay? <laughs> right? Or the wisdom to kick you out the door, okay? Okay, my turn. Okay, three. Gold medal, Cajun Ranch. Wow, we are definitely on the same page. We are on the same page, but a good Cajun Ranch oh, yeah. will change your life. Cajun Ranch, fuck me up, fam. Yeah, that is honestly just the biggest, like, if they have Cajun Ranch, I'm dipping everything in it. I'm not putting it in my beer. I'm not putting it on my ice cream. cream. I'm putting it on every entree that I have on the table. All I can think about is Cajun Ranch pizza right now, and I'm super hungry. Absolutely. No, here's my quick ranch rant, okay? You need to have good ranch at your establishment if you want me to keep coming back. I will rate restaurants strictly on their ranch quality. Is that crazy? No, that's... Because if you have the thicker stuff, it's got to be sweet... But if you got the runnier stuff, you know, you got to have... It's got to be a good ranch if it's runny. Yeah. I don't want it... Like, a lot of them will water down, like, generic ranch. And it's just like, come on. 
Yeah, I can, you're in North Dakota. You gotta have good ranch. I can taste Hidden Valley from a mile away. Don't even bring that shit into my wheelhouse. I will throw my entree across the restaurant and storm out of there. Okay, I mean, maybe I won't, but the point being is, I know my ranch. And Dan's Super Valley Ranch is the best. Cajun Ranch is pretty good, too. Now I'm super hungry. Way to go, man. Alright, so if you have any ideas of what we should do for ne- next week's Olympics, let us know. Or if you think the Olympics is stupid and Matt came up with a really dumb idea, let us know that. Uh, later, we will have an interview coming up shortly. We now welcome on Wayne State College's head women's soccer coach entering his fourth year of head coach, Joe Cleary. Joe, how you doing? Good. I'm glad that I'm your brother and that you just guessed on how long I've been the head coach at Wayne State College. That's honestly, <laughs> honestly, I was speculating that four years. I was assuming I was wrong. No, you're right. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so we got some questions for you. Um, basically, if you don't want to answer, that's fine. Just say no comment, and we'll move on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, I can see how this interview is going to go. First off, do you consider yourself responsible for Blockbuster closing? (laughs) (laughs) Is this in relation to the uh, multiple over from when we were living at the Avenue A house? And you knocking over an entire shelf of movies at Blockbuster? Uh, Allegedly. Okay. All right, we'll move on to some more of a soccer coaching questions. When you were living in Wyoming, coaching at Wyoming University, did you ever think about quitting coaching and going full-time working at the dog kennel? (laughs) Um, No. Uh, Obviously, for your listeners, uh, since they don't know the backstory, but I – I was a volunteer assistant coach at the University of Wyoming and I worked two jobs as well as donated plasma to make ends meet and pay rent and make enough money so I could eat cheese sandwiches and ramen and oatmeal for my meals. Um, but one of my jobs was working at a dog kennel. Um, I said, oh yeah, like I love dogs. Like this will be a great job. And then it turns out when you have to take care of 60 other people's dogs on Thanksgiving weekend, <laughs> it's not the best. Um, no, I never considered quitting and going full-time to be a, a dog kennel operator. Would you say you're a dog whisperer? Well, my dog doesn't listen to me, so I would say no. Okay, that's fair. I actually have it a doesn't... question in relation to that. Your dog, would you ever consider him being a service animal and taking him with you on every single bus trip? Um, I would not because the likelihood that our bus would crash due to him jumping at the bus driver's windshield would be (laughs) even money because that's how he almost makes me crash every time I drive with him in the car. So no, 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 buddy, buddy will not be taking the trips on the team bus. Disappointing. So nobody on the bus trips. Yep. So Joe, what's it like being Matt's brother? Um, it is equal parts fun, equal parts frustrating, and it's also just it, – it needs to be said that Matt 
is not appreciated in this current time. <laughs> it ebbs and flows, if you will. <laughs> I mean, this is a platform to let it all out. Just let it. I leave. mean, like, I mean, like, you know how people used to say it's just Manny being Manny when they talked about Manny Ramirez. Are you really making of... Manny? <laughs> it's kind. Of, it's kind of how Matt is. It's just Matt being Matt. You just kind of have to accept. I've, re- it. like... I've reserved comment just so I don't want to say anything stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully this uh, this next one's a little more uh, fun. I I wrote down just a random ass question. I really I really haven't seen you in quite some time, Joe. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um. So who wins in a wrestling match? You or Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi. Is Steve Buscemi? He's okay, the guy. I even, I even wrote down some roles he has. Have you seen Mr. Deeds? Yeah. Oh, he's the guy with he's, the he's crazy eyes Mr. Deeds. Uh, man, I mean, Steve Buscemi's old now, so like, I think that I would win in a wrestling match. Okay, how about his character, Crazy Eyes, who orders the pizza with uh, Oreos and stuff on it? No, absolutely not. Okay, what about his character in Con Air? Have you seen that movie? Yeah, he's creepy in that movie. Um, I think I would win because I think, if I remember correctly, his character in Con Air only went after killing like little kids. Like he was yeah, a serial yeah. killer for little kids. So I think like that's like if that's like who he has to go after, I'm pretty sure I could take him in that regard. Okay, so a straight sweep against Steve Buscemi, you and him in a wrestling match. If I'm clear. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate it. All right, we're going to go back a little bit. Uh, in your coaching days, when you coached at St. Mary's, you would historically come and wake me up when I was sleeping <laughs> after a loss to drink uh, some alleged bush lights in my room and just rant. Do you still drink sad beers after a loss? Um, I would say that coaching is tough because – you experience the highest of the highs when you win and the lowest of the lows when you lose. Um, but I will reserve comment for what happens after either a win or a loss. Okay. Well, get to some more of the logistics things of coaching. What is the worst movie the team has chose to watch on the <laughs> Um So I, I know just hot... judging by tweets that you've had some doozies. But... I, have a, I have a hot take that I know is not appreciated by a lot of people. So... I'll lead off with with this. Um, I personally think the movie Hocus Pocus is one of the worst movies ever made. Um, I will agree. 100% agree. I strongly disagree, but I, I appreciate it. <laughs> and, and so, and the girls know, they know that I don't like that movie. Um, and then so does our athletic trainer, Spencer. And so the first day, the first road trip this year in October, they're like, all right, Halloween movie theme on the bus. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, none of them know, own Hocus Pocus, so that's good. And Spencer's like, hey, I brought Hocus Pocus on the bus. <laughs> and I'm just like, great! <laughs> Put it in the DVD player. I'm going to fall asleep. All right, mm. follow-up question to the movie. Can I pick the movie for your first road trip this year? Sure. All right, your two options are schindler's list or the brave little toaster goes to space oh the brave little toaster goes to space i feel like they would actually appreciate that and would make it less funny though 
Yeah, I mean, let's see. I'm trying to think of other. I mean, they watched Magic Mike on the bus, which is just. And then we watched. Uh, it's actually kind of a good movie, but it's not good when you watch it two years in a row. I think they watched. Is it like called We Bought a Zoo or I Bought a Zoo? Or... Oh God, <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> What's the worst road trip you had? Oh, well. Uh, you have one that's like, you had bus troubles or... Yeah, yeah, this? yeah. So, um, this year, um, we had a... Well, we had two bad... We've had the two worst bus trips was uh, were a couple years ago. We were on our way up to North Dakota, actually. Um, and the bus it was raining pretty bad and our bus was old and i guess the bus got water in the engine somehow which doesn't seem great um and so our bus broke down in valley city um so for good us, place to be stranded yeah for us to and then the worst part was is uh they thought we had it going so we were we were stranded at a, at a gas station in valley city which was fine because at least like we had something to eat and like the girls could get off and walk around and the bus driver's like, oh, I think I got it going. And we got about three miles outside of Valley City, and then the bus broke down. So then we were on the side of the interstate, which less than ideal. And so that bus trip normally is like nine a nine-hour trip to Bismarck from Wayne anyways, and it turned into about a 12-hour trip. So that was awesome. But the worst bus trip, probably the most frustrating bus trip, was this year uh, we broke down in Hinton, Iowa, which is about an hour and a half from Wayne on our way to St. Paul, Minnesota. And um, the bus driver, for some reason, thought that while we were broken down, we won the, the bus temperature at 1,000 degrees. So uh, we were effectively cooking inside the bus. And then the girls wanted to get off, so they got off the bus because since we were in a town, it was fine. And then the, uh, the new bus came to pick us up. And our old bus driver was like, not only was the bus broken down, but he couldn't get the, he couldn't get the underneath carriage open for the longest time so we thought like all of our stuff was going to be stuck on this bus so we get all our stuff off the first bus and as we're moving it to the second bus the guy who brought us the new bus that was supposed to not be broken goes oh yeah by the way the undercarriage doesn't open so you guys are gonna have to ride with all your luggage up top which like that doesn't sound like a huge deal but when you have 30 people on a bus and everyone has a duffel bag and plus like three bags of soccer balls athletic training equipment camera all this stuff so like people were sitting two to like two to seat which is pretty tight plus like just bags piled everywhere and it was just a disaster so yeah that sounds pretty miserable yeah um yeah so joe i was digging deep on your twitter to find a good talking point yeah and i i actually gave up because after 15 minutes I was only at January of 2020. Yeah, I tweet a lot. So, <laughs> so yeah, and I noticed you have over 13,000 tweets. Do you care to comment on that? Yeah, I mean, listen, I would have had, I'd have more than 13,000 tweets. I had a, a, a Twitter when I was in college, so that I that I went away from to start my more professional Twitter. Um, I still have Matt on my Twitter, so I don't know how professional my Twitter actually is. Um, <laughs> But yeah, some would say that I spend too much time on Twitter. Um, and that's, I mean, that's probably a fair. All right. Sorry, Joe. We got a little cut off. Uh, yeah, no, my girlfriend called me and it interrupted the call. So that's, that's, uh, that's what happened. Uh, 
wow, she doesn't know you have a very important interview right now with very important people about very important stuff. <laughs> I told her I was on my brother's podcast, which is just... So I was kind of, I was, it sounded no, it didn't sound cool in my head either. <laughs> By the way, my friends all question your guys' podcast. They're like, Matt and Jordan are starting their podcast again, huh? Let's see how this plays out. Well, again, at least you know they're paying attention that we had one before, so that's good. You guys have a sponsor now, so you're big time. Yeah. Um, so I'll get into some moderately serious questions. What is your season gonna look like this year with the whole pandemic and are you guys going to start on time what's going on with that uh the ncaa hasn't come out with our start date yet but uh we've already had four games canceled and our postseason has gotten reduced from eight teams to four teams um and it's down and that's more down to not exactly the virus but just what uh cost savings because the virus obviously has caused some schools to dip in enrollment but also some schools to, um, you know, like schools had to refund some money for students' housing um, and things like that. So, you know, they need to they need to save money, and, yeah, and so sure. one part of one part of saving money is cutting travel out of sporting events, which is fair. Um, it stinks, but I, I guess mean, it's part of what you got to do. I mean, it's good that you guys are at least having a season. It could definitely be with what was going oh, on yeah. about a month ago. It's it's actually kind of a miracle that you guys are having a season considering what's going on, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think like, you know, in late March, uh, definitely had the real feeling that we weren't going to have a season. Um, and then it's kind of started to progress from there to be a little bit better. Um, it's still definitely, I mean, anything could happen. Uh, it seems like a month is the longest time ever in our world today. So, yeah, it's, um, 2020 is definitely not the best year. So when is when is the normal season usually like take place? We normally start mid-August, um, but I'm guessing that our start date will probably our start date for practices will probably stay the same, maybe a week later. Um, but we won't start regular games until mid-September, and normally we start regular games like early, like like early September, like. So it's going to be like three weeks delayed in terms of games starting. Um, okay. I think the biggest loss, though, is the loss of like cutting the postseason in half um, just because it becomes that much more difficult to make the playoffs when you minimize the teams from eight to four, especially considering how our conferences, the makeup of our conferences is, has some top-heavy teams that are going to be tough to unseat out of those top four positions. But... That's why we play the games. Absolutely. All right, so my last question here to wrap things up. What is the best part and the worst part about living in Wayne? Um, The worst part is, I think the worst part is, and this is going to be weird, but the worst part is growing up in Bismarck. I think Bismarck has really good tap water. You know, like you could just drink it right out of the faucet, no problems. Yeah. Um, and Wayne's water just it's like that ball of water. No, it's not bad. It's just not as good as Bismarck water. And I think that's like a pretty that stinks that you have to filter water every time to drink it so it tastes good. And, and um the best part is uh like I've actually kind of like I kind of like a little bit of the small town living, like you know, being able to walk everywhere, uh prices at 
bars and restaurants are cheap. Golf course is cheap. Um, I oh, mean, I wouldn't. At golf course, I'm gonna interrupt you there. Can you tell the story about the raccoon and your golf cart? <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, there's no other city that I would live in right now that I'd be able to own my own golf cart. Um, uh, so a couple summers ago, I was getting my golf cart out of the golf shed, golf cart shed for the first time that summer. So it was like probably mid-April, early April, and I opened up the cart shed, which is like a sliding wooden door. And I sat down in the seat and then all of a sudden from the ceiling, this raccoon just falls onto the front of the golf cart and scares the absolute living crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) And and like no one was there to witness it. But like, and uh, then it like, so then it went under the cart. So I had to like, I had some like garbage in my, in my car that I pulled out like some cans to just throw it, try and scare it out. And it skittered out of the, well, the, you've, uh, hit, the you've shed. hit two raccoons with your car, haven't you? Yeah. They just make them the size of beagles. Down there, apparently. <laughs> my, small, my small blue Honda has just been devastated by raccoons. Uh, <laughs> like, literally, like, the first time I hit a raccoon was the end of the longest day ever. Because I had taken, one of my players had to have emergency eye surgery down in Omaha, so we took her down. I had to wake up at, like, 4.30 a.m. to take her down there, and we spent all day in the hospital and then and then like that night I probably was driving back to Wayne around like 8 30 at night so I'd been up for a solid like 16 hours at this point and about an hour from town I hit this huge raccoon and I remember and I remember calling the body shop the next day and I was like the guy's name was Brian and I was like Brian I hit the biggest raccoon in Nebraska and he started laughing like I was joking he's like oh just bring it in we'll see and I bring I bring it in, and he goes, he go he calls me like a couple hours later. He's like, "Yeah, you might have hit the biggest raccoon in Nebraska." <laughs> and I was like, I was like, it was like fourteen hundred dollars worth of damage. I was like, Jeez. <laughs> so the second one, I was able to at least slow down. The first one, there was a car right on my back, so I just had to just eat it. <laughs> All gas, no. All gas, no brakes. You said it. So well, that trash, trash panda had it coming. So yeah, uh, but no. Best part about Wayne is just like I like the small town, small town life. It's uh, it's it's. I mean, it's it's more fun. It's more fun in the summer with like, I'd say obviously coronavirus has thrown a kink into the summer, but like typically the summer's like really fun in Wayne. Like we have a, we have a. We have a chicken days that's kind of similar to like some of those small town uh, things up in North Dakota. And and then we also have the Wayne County Fair that has like rodeo and demolition derby and a concert. So it's, it's a, uh, I mean, Wayne's a, Wayne's is a pretty cool like place. A, is it hard getting recruits to come to Wayne or what's your strategy with recruiting? Do you use Omaha as like a pipeline or? Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of kids from the Omaha area just because they like the idea of being far away far enough away from home um but close enough where they can go home it's kind of similar to like why a lot of people from bismarck like to attend north dakota state and und right it's far enough away you can have your freedom but also close enough that it's easy to get home um but i mean our big selling point for wayne is how affordable it is absolutely i mean it's like 
it's it's dirt it's dirt cheap and not in a bad way it just they they have found a way to keep where every other school's tuition is going through the roof i mean we keep tuition really low while still giving a good education so that's kind of our sales point and i think it you know it you know if you if you're talking to someone who's coming to college to play soccer and get an education like they kind of overlook the the stuff to do aspect a little bit um but you know, you just have to kind of they the big and then the big thing is they have to meet our team. It's hard to recruit in the summer because um, our team is our big probably our biggest selling point. Uh, we just got a good like a good group, so they're fun to be a part of, I guess. Uh, so it's a good it's a good uh, they're a good sales point. I'm probably not as fun to talk. I'm not as fun to talk to as our team probably. Well, no argument here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. Uh, yeah. So no, it's it's that's how we sell Wayne. So Joe, uh, you said earlier that your friends question our podcast. Could you elaborate a little bit? Well, I, I think they were concerned about which direction you were going to go with the subject matter. We don't uh, even know. Yeah, I know. I've talked to Matt about your guys' planning processes. Um, by the way, Jordan, marker board. Jordan, I will. I will be honest. I think one of my favorite parts of the of the uh of the podcast is when matt dunks on you even though it's like not even warranted a lot of the times so <laughs> well that that's kind of what we go with like we have written on our board is bag on each other like we just love to rip into each other so yeah, yeah that's pretty good i mean like i mean there's a lot of ammunition for matt i mean well, yeah we haven't even uncovered the surface so i think we have good stuff in store i mean matt Matt named his cat Sandwich and then got into a heated argument with several people on social media about naming his cat Sandwich. Well, you live and you learn. <laughs> so, but... Yeah, so that's all we got for you. Thanks for uh, hopping on. Best of luck this season. Yeah, thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Yeah. Brick by Brick, go Cats. Matt, are you going to watch any games this year? I watch everyone online. I don't believe you. <laughs> I usually fall asleep. Yeah, we didn't score a lot of goals this year. We gotta, we gotta fix that. Well, if you're coming up to Bismarck this year, I'll be the first one in the seats with the bush light in my pocket. I tell you what, I'll even come watch you. <laughs> yeah, let's let's roll back the years where Matt showed up to a September game wearing a winter coat so he could sneak stuff into the game. <laughs> like, it's seventy. I'm playing chess. It's, They're 70, playing chess. it's seventy-five degrees, and Matt's in like his snowboard jacket. The oldest trick like, in the book. Like... They didn't suspect the thing. <laughs> no. They, they probably thought you were the criminal of the week for your guys' podcast. <laughs> well, out of the two of us, Jordan is the only one that has named himself criminal of the week. So, yeah, back in the day, I forgot to do my research, so I just named myself criminal of the week. <laughs> oh, <best. laughs> All right. All, All right, right, Joel. Thanks for coming on. We'll let you go. Thanks, right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Go Cats. Go Cats. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. That's our show, folks. Really hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to follow us on Twitter for a good link to listen to the show at NBNHPod or my personal account and Matt's personal account. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, 
or really whatever platform you listen on, type in No Brains, No Headache Podcast. It should pop up. We also have a Facebook page now, so feel free to follow us on there if that's more your cup of tea. I really want to thank our guest today and all of you for listening, and I really hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Thank you.